American football in Finland. The voice in your ears, perfect purpose, and this is American football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Q. What's going on, Q? What's up? What up? What up? We back. Once again, we keeping this going somehow. The AFF podcast is available on all major platforms, including YouTube. Wherever you listen, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, and rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us you are a hater. This the the last time we should have to do this playoff picture. We're gonna talk about it uh for this last time. First place, Crocs, nine and two, second place, Butchers, seven and four, third place, Roosters, six and five, fourth place, Steelers, six and five, fifth place, Royals, who are six and six. Their season's already done. They're done regular season. It's weird that they're in fifth place, but that's what the website for the Vatra Liga says. Sixth place, UNC 4 and 7. Seventh place, Wolverines 0 and 11. So, talking about what's possible, Crocs and Butchers, they're in. There's no way for them not to be in. The Butchers have tiebreakers over everybody that's below them. So, they're in. There's no getting them out of that. They're, they're definitely going to make the two seed, the Crocs gonna be the one seed. Now, technically, right now, the Roosters are six and five, and they still have the they have the Wolverines to play. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Oh shoot. Okay. Well, the Roosters have the Wolverines to play, and the Steelers have the Crocs, and the Butchers play UNC, and that's just a, a extra week of games. So, the way that it looks, if I'm reading this correctly, let me know if I'm wrong. If the Roosters win, they're going to be the three seed for sure. Yeah. Because they would have a tiebreaker over the Steelers. But, and we, I'm just going to assume they are going to win. But the real thing. We lost. For the, huh? We, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I would <laughs> say the real thing is like if the Steelers win, if the Steelers win, the Royals don't get in the playoffs and the Steelers would still be the four seed. They wouldn't be the five seed over the Roosters unless, right. Unless the, uh, unless I, Roosters I, thought, lose. I thought if the Steelers win, if the Steelers win, yeah, they still four seed then. Yeah. Cause, Cause they haven't, they, they only beat the Roosters. Well, they, 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 when they beat, they didn't beat them by enough. They, they, they didn't beat the Roosters enough, yeah. or the Butchers by enough to win the head to head. So they would still be down. But if the Steelers lose, the Royals would actually make the four seed. Yeah. So they need some and help. I think it's incredible. I think it's 100% up to the Crocs what happens. Yeah, because- the Crocs would be Crocs are crazy. To play their starters in this next game, they'll be crazy to do that. I know. I again, I think we. That's what we think. I think we. I think if me and you was coaching the Crocs, it'd be pretty easy sit sit your starters, and actually hope that you lose, so you can actually yeah, play so the Steelers in the playoffs. Again. 
Yeah, I'd rather play the Steelers than the Royals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, again, no offense to the Steelers or the Royals in this aspect, but the Royals are the what I would consider the better team right now than the Steelers. But if you can just lose to the Steelers so that you can play them in the playoffs. Be smart. You would be the smartest thing to do. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the move. So I, I think that's really what's gonna come down to that last game of the week. I think the one, two, and three seed is, is pretty much locked up. Unless by some way of fate, maybe the Roosters sit their starters because mm. win or lose, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Roosters will probably win this game without playing everybody. So. And and it could go that if the the thing is, I guess it's the order of the games. If the Roosters win, I mean, if the Roosters lose and the Steelers lose, the Roosters still the three seed. Yeah. This is right where they want to be, though. That's where yeah. they want to be. It's two or three anyway. Yeah, but they don't want to be the four seed, and they can't be the four seed unless the Steelers win and they lose. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing yeah. is, like, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to rest their stars. I think they're going to play enough so they can get a, a lead on the Wolverines and then take them out and just make sure they win. I think they're going to definitely try to get the seven wins because you never know what the Steelers and Crocs going to do because that's something yeah. the Crocs can yeah, do. They can, the Roosters can run the ball literally and probably win the game. Yeah. Right? Don't play Kittner, don't play Kittner at all. Uh, let other receivers, you know, let Santu them, you know, do their thing against the Wolverines, but at this point, Kittner is, is is boy. I, I feel I feel bad for the butchers if it, if it ends like this. I feel bad for the butchers. <laughs> Ain't nobody stopping Kittner right now. Nobody, literally nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Yeah, that's the thing is, I I don't feel like the Roosters or the Royals feel bad going against the butchers in the playoffs. I think I think they would even feel good. I think I mean obviously the Roosters probably feel like they could beat the Crocs too, but I don't know if they want to play them in the first round. Yeah, I mean after this game, after this last game, of course they probably feel like they can beat them. Um, but obviously playoff time, it's 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 we you know it's going to see a different Crocs probably approach to the game. Yeah, you know, but like we said last week, matchup wise, it was going to be an issue anyway. This game. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seen that's it. exactly what happened. But uh, that's the playoff picture. Pretty much is going to come down to the last game of the week or something, I guess, to decide who gets in who doesn't. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a T-shirt for this beautiful summer weather. Or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. If you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. Everything you need to represent the AFF community can be found on our website at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash merch. Okay, so the players of the week have been announced on our social media channels earlier. But of course, we want to explain our picks in depth outside the stats. First up, we've already alluded to this man. Danny Kittner, wide receiver from Helsinki Roosters. This week, just throwing out his stats, nine receptions, 98 yards, four touchdowns, one rush, one rushing touchdown. He accounted for five touchdowns in this game. It is 
very difficult to not say that, like, without a doubt, that this is probably the best player in the league. It, it's it's just hard to say something else. Man, this is, I'm going to say it now. <laughs> player this week, the next week, the week after that, it's probably going to be Kittner. It's probably going to be Kittner. If he would have started this season, even if we ended the season right now, he still got, he still is top, you know, top two. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Like, it's ridiculous. Roosters made a a crucial change at the right time in the season, boy. They made a crucial change, and boy, has it paid off. They they found them a good one in Danny Kittner, and this game was no different. And, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the game, but – yeah. Danny does what Danny does. You can't really stop him. And that this team had nothing for him as well. And we'll talk about that later. But kudos to Danny for another great performance. And didn't even talk about him having an interception. He got two interceptions yeah. in the season as well. But it, he was offensive player of the week, so I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but on the defensive side, uh, and I know I don't know how this is perceived, but there was not a lot of great defense this week, in my opinion, but it was not very hard to choose Raul Khalifa linebacker from Wasser Royals. Mm-hmm. So with Khalifa, again, I think we've seen this pretty much all season. He's a, he's active in the game. He made a lot of tackles. He really put his head in there a lot of times. Well, I did, I think personally, he's a small guy, so I would have been scared, but he has no fear. But to go to his stats, he had eight and a half tackles, tackle for loss, a PBU, and that first quarter interception, which was really – it kind of set the tone for, for the Royals team. Like, when he got that interception on that first drive, I was like, oh, oh, the Royals come to play. Okay, they they about their business out there. They had them out there covering – and that was – and it wasn't one of those interceptions where you're like – standing in the middle of the field and reading the quarterback eyes and he throws at you. He had to get out to like the curl flats, like a deep curl flats. It's like a he, he dropped perfect line. for it. He, he dropped right perfect in the into the hook curl, right? And then got yeah. right into the, the ball, caught it with his hands, you know, got a little yak after it. It was a great play, but it really set the tone for the defense in this game. And again, I don't think their defense was great by any means. But it was better than what what was expected, you know. I'm pretty yeah, sure I picked yeah. the Butchers to win the game based on the fact that I just assumed their offense was going to just run amok. And a one reason that they weren't able to do that was there was a lot of plays where they didn't get, you know, more yards than they should have or they weren't able to complete passes. And a lot of times, number 56, and again, Raul, I've said this before, I think that number is horrible, but once he gains a little weight, he'll, he'll <laughs> I guess fit. he'll look better it'll in fit, it. Yeah. He won't look like a little kid yeah. wearing somebody else's jersey. But number 56 was involved in a lot of those plays. And again, just want to say kudos to him. He had, he had a really good week this week for the um for the Royals. And I think he's our first back-to-back player of the week. Like I think we chose him two consecutive weeks. So he's finishing the oh, season okay. strong. Did we do the I think picking him back to back has kind of showed how they finished the season. The Royals finished strong, which is the only way you really want to finish. Mm-hmm. Flag football in Finland. Yes, the annual AFF Turkey Bowl flag football tournament is back for the fourth consecutive year. 
This year's 5-on-5 flag football tournament will be held on November 11th at Mukala Sports Hall in Lati. Men's and women's teams are invited to play in a fun and competitive environment with bragging rights on the line. Registration is open until September 1st, so sign your squad up today. Registration can be completed at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash turkey dash bowl. So we all know what happened in last weekend's game, but let's go over a little bit of which team won or lost. First game, Steelers versus Wolverines. Q, who won this game? Or even more <laughs> importantly, did the Wolverines have a chance to win this game? Did they lose it? Or no. Nah. Uh, came out on them, huh? Steelers, Steelers won. Steelers came out. I mean, it's easy to get your confidence back against Wolverines. It's, they're they're like you get to beat up on them a little bit. Um, this 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 game didn't tell me anything, but uh, the Wolverines are still the Wolverines. It didn't tell me anything about Corpio because uh, they haven't been doing this type of performance against the, the teams that matter. So for 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 uh, just debating sake, did they get better playing the Wolverines? No. Um, the only thing they got was some more stats. And maybe some confidence for uh for Ambro, but um that's about it. But other than that, I mean Corpio won the game, but it was expected also. Yeah. And one one thing that I will give the Steelers is that again, I always say when you're playing the Wolverines, it's a stat game. They got their stats, but also defensively, the Wolverines aren't slups. Like Kevin Adams still had almost hundred yards receiving in this game, but they didn't let him score. That's one thing I think is how you kind of tell what a defense is against the Wolverines. Offensively, I think everybody can score on them. It's not a problem. But defensively, if you're a good defense, you hold the Wolverines to zero. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. They really – their offense does not have enough fire, firepower to score on a defense that gives a damn. So whenever teams, like, let the Wolverines score points, that's when I'm like, okay, they're not trying. But you saw the Steelers. They went out there. They did a shutout. They said, hey, we're not, you know, giving any more kinks to our, our armor, like showing any weaknesses anywhere against the Wolverines. And I can respect that. But like you said, it didn't yeah. show us anything about them, like, playoff-wise or playing against any real talent in the league. And I guess the Wolverines got one more game. <laughs> yeah. Represent the community and buy us a coffee. AFF is run by volunteers who love the sport and want to give you the best coverage of it as possible. In true Finnish fashion, we love coffee and would appreciate any donation to help us buy a cup or two. You can donate online at buymeacoffee.com forward slash AFF23. Second game of the weekend was the City of Crocodile versus the Helsinki Roosters. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How do you feel about mm-hmm. this one, Q? Who won or lost this game? Man, it's hard right here, honestly, because obviously I think the Crocs were the favorite in it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I picked the roost, even though I picked the Roosters to win this game, um, I still think it was an upset. And anytime it's an upset, then that means that the team that was supposed to win lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the reasons why is uh, the Roosters are just in it. I said this a few weeks ago. I think the Roosters are getting into playoffs playoff mode. And one thing that they are used to is the playoffs. And uh, Yuha 
Um, they had a real rocky start at the beginning of the season, but now it's coming together. Sinodinos is playing better. Uh, he distributing the ball. It's hard to not <clears throat> it's hard to not go to your playmakers and, and get results. And that's all he has to do is get the ball to Kitten and get the ball to Santu and those other receivers and try to make things happen along with a running game that's pretty steady. So I, I don't I don't want to say it like this, but say I it. Think, I get think, it off the chest. I think, I mean, I picked the Roosters to win the Maple Bowl. Part of me still feels like they're going to end up in it um, just because other teams didn't uh, necessarily – I won't say they didn't necessarily adjust, but there is the Kittner effect. I know we've been hiding on it a lot, but that, that's a big thing. Like, I, uh, it's, it's, it's a nightmare for a defense, a coordinator, to, to plan for this because he's, he's, he's everywhere. He's out of the backfield. He's – He's playing defense. He's going to affect this game no matter what. And the Crocs we just seen had they have nothing to that you can't play in zone. And they were playing in zone. You can't play a man. He exploited a man. So you're gonna have to come up with a plan. And I just don't think they had a personnel, honestly, to to stop him from doing what he's doing, which means it'll open up for the other receivers. But right now the Roosters are scary. It's it's scary to play them right now. And and I don't care how good the Crocs are right now. After seeing what we just seen, I'd be worried going into the playoffs. Yeah, you got Christian Powell. Yeah, you got that D line. So obviously, playoff a different intensity, you know, all that stuff. But the Butchers, uh, if they go right now with the standards that they have, yeah, uh, the Butchers would be in trouble. Um, but then again, hey, the Roosters won. I picked them to win, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm happy about that, but uh, yeah, uh, Crocs lost his game, man. I, and what's crazy is, first of all, I just want to say this. Uh, I've been saying for the past couple of weeks because we've been we've been kind of agreeing and disagreeing that you know the but the Roosters have been getting better at the perfect time of the year, and I've been saying that this entire this through the entirety of them getting better. Yeah, they're getting better, but they're beating bums. Because, you know, mm -hmm. they beat the Royals twice in two weeks and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, they're getting better. Like, you, you beat a team that's not good. So, and then, you know, mm -hmm. they, they I think they beat the Steelers or the Wolverines or somebody or UNC. Like, and I'm like, you're beating booms. And then they, you know, give up to come back to the Butchers. I'm like, okay, well, that's why you're not the ones. Throw all that out the window, okay? Forget <laughs> everything I said because <laughs> – the Roosters won this game, and it wasn't even close. And that's something I think a lot of people, when they see the score, and even me, I watched the game after it was over, so I saw the score first, and I had to go apologize to somebody because they told me there was going to be a blowout, and I was like, no, it's not. And it wasn't technically by the score, but just in case people don't know, and they usually put it up online, it was 26-7 to at halftime. If the if the Roosters could have taken care of their extra points, I probably wouldn't have watched the second half mm. because it was, it was a blowout. And I have my rule: like, if you're down by 21, I'm not watching anymore. Like I'm done. <laughs> and that's that's where this game was. Roosters came out and beat the Crocodiles. And I don't want anybody coming at me saying, well, this happened, that happened, blase, blase. Look at the game. In that first half, Roosters came out, 
First of all, Cinedino's had four touchdowns in the first half. He was 20. I, was, mm. I wrote down the stats at halftime because I was like, this is going to be over. I might not watch the second half. But I knew the score was going to change, so I watched it. But if I hadn't, I probably would have just wrote it down and left it. He was 23 for 31 with four touchdowns at half. Puts, we need to put some respect on Demetrius Cinedino's because obviously <laughs> he had jet lag when he got to Finland. It took him about a month. But after that first month, he's been good to go. And, yeah, of course, Danny Kittner has an effect to that. But also, you got to look. You even said it when you were talking about um, Senadinos earlier. He was spreading the ball around. Everybody was getting touched. Everybody was getting the feel of the ball. Danny just happened to, you know, get the tubs. And a lot of that had to do with red zone targets where he was a little bit better at receiving than the, everyone else on their team, honestly, because I, again, I am, I will never get on this podcast and say, you know, like I could be a better coach or player than anybody that's playing. Cause first of all, I don't care. Like I don't care enough to want to be either, but I am sorry if I'm watching this game and every time the Roosters get in the red zone, they run a smash concept. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave it at that. They run a smash concept. And anybody knows football knows all that means outside receiver do something short and in inside receiver run a corner route. <sighs> when they run a smash concept, the crocodiles have a safety on over top to that concept and a, a defender on the slot receiver, which means slot receiver. If you're in man zone, whatever it looks like, they're in like man with a free safety who's just roaming. I don't know what the coverage is. But what I see in this game every time was the, the slot defender gets juked on a, on a post corner. The receiver just runs uh, what looks like a post and then runs the actual corner because it's a smash concept. And every time he takes a step in for the post, the defender jumps it like he's going to make a play there somehow anyways, even though he has a safety sitting right inside to take away the post. And then when he hits, when the receiver hits the corner, they're wide the F open and the defender has no help over top because the safety is playing inside. The Roosters ran that concept every time they got in the red zone. The only issue was that only Danny and someone else caught it too. Johannes caught, caught one and Danny caught one. And then they kept throwing it to like number 14 or number 86 for the Roosters. And they just didn't catch the ball. But the play was still open every damn time. Now, I don't know whose fault that is. Is that the defender's fault? Is that the coach's fault? I don't know. I don't care. But it does tell me there's a difference between these two teams. The Crocs defense has holes. And I've said it before earlier in the season that they're beatable. They've shown it plenty of times. The Roosters were beating the crap out of them. And they weren't doing anything crazy. They basically spread the Crocs secondary out, put everyone in kind of like a man cover situation. Early in the game, they were going five receivers to see what the Crocs would do. All the Crocs defenders are playing 20 yards off, bailing, and letting all the short stuff hit them. And then once they got in the red zone, they had to play up. They're getting beat by concepts like the smash concept. One of the most basic pass concepts in American football, the smash concept. 
They're letting stuff like that beat them in the red zone. And then when they go one-on-one going against Danny Kidner, I don't know why you think you can guard him. I don't care who it is. I know one time it was Eric Irvin. Another time it was uh, Thomas Anacitas. Neither one of them can guard him one-on-one. And that's just how it went down. But it didn't really have to come down to that. The Crocs just really didn't do anything to affect what the Roosters did on offense. And in this game, the Roosters were just the better team overall, in my opinion. But I do have a a flip side to that. And this is something that I think all the other teams that will have to play the Roosters could remember. It was 26 to 7 at half. It was 38 to 21 with 11 minutes left in the game. And they did let the Crocodiles get back into it with a couple of big plays. The Rooster secondary still has holes. The plays that the Crocs did to get back into the game was two two go routes where the receiver literally just ran by the cornerback. The cornerback just didn't guard him. And then Zach Whitehead threw a deep route to was it Eric Irvin and Yane Sarkula. Both got two like freebie plays because the Roosters' corners just didn't guard him. And that's how the that's how the Roosters defense plays. They're a good group, but they have their holes and they can be beat as well. But in this game, they were up by so much that a comeback attempt really wasn't going to do anything for the Crocs. They kind of took Christian Powell, excuse me, out of the game by them being down by so much, which is really good when you're playing the Crocs. But again, I think when the Roosters play against someone like the Butchers, when we saw that last time, and they put a little pressure on them. It, it might change things. But overall, in this game, still think the Roosters were a much better team. I'm not talking too much about the Crocs because, honestly, I don't think they played well. I think there's there's not a lot you can look at from the Crocs, offense or defense, that really makes me think that they would have won this game. Even, even the points that they scored on offense were – those were like blown plays, like – the cornerback should have just ran with the receiver, but he didn't. It wasn't like they ran any like concept or had a mismatch or anything like that. It was just blown coverages, and that got the Crocs back in the game when at the end of the game you really knew that the Crocs weren't going to win. Even even with them technically coming back on the score, on the scoreboard, you never really felt like the Crocs were going to win this game when it was in the fourth quarter. And that's a credit to the Roosters for being the better team, the better organization at this point. And I would I would not be surprised, and I, I actually would be excited to see a rematch of these two teams in the Maple Bowl. And story-wise, I think it'd be crazy because historically, every time they've played each other in the Maple Bowl, the Roosters have won. So I, I think it's it's interesting that the Crocs lost to the Roosters in that way, getting into the playoffs and leading into what could be a Maple Bowl rematch that whew, we really just don't know how it's going to go. Do you love football? Do you enjoy the AFL podcast? Well, we need your help to keep this party going. If you think you can be an asset to our team, please contact us immediately about joining the AFF squad. Email all inquiries to American Football in Finland at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. So last game of the weekend, uh, another, I guess, upset. If you want, I mean, yeah, I guess another upset. <laughs> Royals versus Butchers. 
uh, who won or lost this one, Q? And this this is a, another I think is tough. It came down to the end as well. What, what are your thoughts? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to say this. Timothy Moravick. I'd like to say he's a good friend of mine. He told me after we put out our pickums that I might want to change my pick. <laughs> and that for the for the first time ever in my life, a player has ever told me that, and I felt he was like telling the truth. Like, like yeah. I was like, it's too, it's too late in my mind. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's too late, but maybe I should have. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, I mean, he took it in hit control pretty much of that game. Um, it was a close game still, uh, but he told me they were gonna win. Stats wise, not as crazy, but you know. Passing and, and rushing, I mean, you're gonna have a little bit of both of those. But anytime he can get in the end zone, or anytime that he's he's running that zone reading, that's been hurting everybody. Because um, usually the running back will hurt you in the zone read first, unless yeah. you got a mobile quarterback. But Timothy is like the a zone read killer. Like I mean, that's just it. Like, and that's what he did this game. Uh, even though the Royals defense played okay, um, I think Timothy Steele was a big part of of them doing what they did. But um, yeah, I didn't expect this. Honestly, I didn't expect it. So I, I'd say I'm going to say the Butchers lost the game, obviously, because they were supposed to win. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so um, but I also think sometimes when you got to take those trips to people that don't know, that's not in film, when you got to take that Vasa trip. Oh, it's, a lot yeah, of stuff, it's different. A, yeah, a lot of stuff come into play. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a place that you want to get. And I never liked this. It's not a place that you want to get there the day of on a game. I just I just hate the fact that they have to do that. Um, I wish that they could get there a day before, loosen up, uh, and that stuff. Because it's a stiff ride to ride all the way to Vasa and then play a full game. So, um, and that that their atmosphere in Vasa, football wise, is a good one. It's a good football atmosphere. It's a ride. It's home hard to beat at home. It's a ride home for <laughs> me. Like, that too. Like no matter no matter what you're doing or where you're going, even if you win, even if you win that game, that ride home, that's when people catching cramps. That's when like you're not comfortable because you're sitting on a bus or something. And I tell you one thing, it's gotta feel better if you win though. Yeah. But also TIF, it was probably drinking either way. <laughs> yeah. Long drinks were flowing, win or lose. But I, yeah. I couldn't – I think when I when I see this game, I, I had a similar experience. I had somebody uh, tell me they were going to win the game. Actually, Alpha told me that they were going to win the game. And I was like, okay. And I actually, I, similar to you, I believed it. But I also I wasn't going to change my pick. And that's just out of respect for the Butchers. I wasn't going to change my pick because the Butchers should have won this game. And I feel similar to you that they lost this game. I think they lost this game – and it didn't have nearly as much to do with the Royals as people or the Royals think. Mm. When you watch this game, neither one of these teams had trouble moving the ball. Neither one. There was no mm -hmm. issues. Defense was optional in this game. If you watch this game, defense was optional. The Butchers, being the Dallas Cowboys that they are, 
<laughs> when situations didn't go right or they didn't make the right plays on first or second down, they went back to what I hated about them last year of, you know, Brandon Gwinner running for his life because his linemen just they, – they're not great linemen, but he, he's running for his life and then throwing it up. And it just – they weren't able to make the connections. Receivers weren't wide open. And, again, mm-hmm. I I know maybe Royals defenders want to be like, well, you know, that's because we were – no, the receivers just weren't going to the right spots. It was a, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of throws that he throws to their outside shoulder. They're looking on their inside shoulder type of situations. And that, that just that little bit of offness, you know, even Miko Seppinen was there as he normally is, but they just didn't have that same magic that you expect from the Butchers. And it got him into situations where if Mickey J hadn't been who he is, this game would have been a long mm-hmm. way the other way. Mickey J was out there falling. Mickey J <laughs> was trying to win this game. And that's one reason why I feel like the Butchers lost because that man was out there putting his life on the line <laughs> for this team. And mm-hmm. they weren't doing the same for him. And then going to the other side, the Royals could have won this game by like three or four touchdowns, even without Mickey J doing his thing. Everybody, and I mean everybody who ran a route for the Wassa Royals was open in this game. A wide <laughs> ass open. Everybody's open. Whatever the Butcher's doing in their coverage, they weren't covering anything but grass. All these receivers open. And then you talked about uh, Tim Moravick's stats. The reason his stats so bad, and I'm counting because when I watch the Royals play, I have to. Tell me why in the first half the Royals had eight drops. Eight drops. Mm. I'm not talking about eight contested balls. I just told you. Everybody wide open. Just drops. (laughs) If they catch those passes, they lead to scores. Probably two or three scores in this game more for the Royals in the first half. Instead of it being tied 7-7, they go into half 21-7. And that, and that puts the Butchers behind the A-ball. You know what the Butchers do when they get behind the A-ball. They just start slinging that thing. And the Royals are fortunate enough that they have somebody named Alpha Jallo playing safety. You can't just sling that thing out there against him. So they would it would have even got worse. It could have been a, a large deficit blowout. But, again, it's one of those situations where this Royals team, they played okay. They won by sheer force that, that Timothy Moravig was like, I will not lose today. If y'all won't catch the ball, I'm going to run it. That's what it came down to. Early in in the first half, he had eight drops by his his teammates. Second half, he only had two drops. He threw it less in the second half. He he said, okay, I'm going to run. He almost unhitched the trailer. I know, Tim, you didn't have to run as far in this game. (laughs) But you you seen him on his his rushing touchdowns when he pulled it down and when he had a a read uh, um, RPO run. He was, you know, juking and jiving left and right, following his blockers, telling blockers get out the way. Like, you could tell he was trying to score with his legs, which is really all they had. And really all they Mm -hmm. they do have at times is his legs. Suosti was a barreling ball and still averaged like five yards a carry. Like Every time Suosti got the ball, he was slicing through there. And then Alpha coming through on the jet sweeps, and Alpha caught a couple passes. Again, they were wide open. 
their offense, there was nothing stopping either one of these offenses, and both of them made mistakes. And I think that the Butchers made more. The Royals made their mistakes early in the game, and in the second half of the game did not make as many as the Butchers. Think about even in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, the Butchers try to go back to Mickey J with that screen pass. Brandon Gwinner throws it right into the defender. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's a play you don't have to do, but you hurt yourself. That defender wasn't looking for that screen. <laughs> he was just there. He's I mean, good ball awareness, obviously, but that's a play where you expect a quarterback to hold on to the ball longer or throw it at somebody's feet, and he does it. And that's because they were pressed. They were trying to score. Mm-hmm. When the butchers get pressed, things like that happen. And that was a play that went for like 40-some yards earlier and Mickey J scored on. So they went back mm-hmm. to it, which is a smart, smart idea. But if you can't execute, you make those mistakes. That's what happened in this game. The Butchers made more mistakes than the Royals. Both teams made a lot of mistakes in this game. It was entertaining to watch, but again, it wasn't really two good teams playing. It wasn't mm-hmm. either one of them playing their best. And even more so... <laughs> to get a little bit more towards the Royals. <laughs> Why did they almost let them score at the end of the game? The 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 Royals had Ooh. penalties at the end of the game in that last drive. One of the defenders, he had a, a good defensive play, and he went into shaking his finger in the crowd or whatever. Yeah. Or like, why? Why? Why do that? And, and even at the end of the game, after they stopped the – first of all, Miko Seven caught the ball. He just happened to be in mm-hmm. the two-yard line. If he was in the end zone, they would have had to go to overtime. He he caught the pass. It's not like the defender stopped anything. He caught it and fell on the ground. Like He caught a sliding pass. He couldn't get any yards. Defender did nothing, but was super excited about it. One thing that worries me about the Royals is that it's a team of very young players that have more confidence than they should. And you can see it, and you can even go even more about, you know, when they're winning. You know, I get a, a tag on Instagram. When they're losing, I don't get nothing. Nothing. I don't even, I don't even get a, well, we tried. I, I, you can send me a DM. I'm, I ain't going to talk bad to you. You know, just, you know, keep that same energy. But this is the team that they have. When they do something that is average, like your job, you stop the, the receiver from catching the ball. They go overboard and it turns into like a penalty situation. And then you give them another chance to win. And that immaturity and, in my opinion, arrogance over confidence. Confidence is something that you earn. When you just get excited when something goes well, that you don't have confidence. What, what you have yeah, you is in insecurity. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's in a moment. And that's what they have. And in this game, it didn't hurt them. Because the butchers just, you know, gave it to them the way that they did. But in the playoffs, I don't, I don't see anybody being bothered by the Royals. I, I just don't. I mean, I hope that they do get in the playoffs. I do think they're better than the Steelers right now. But I do know that if they get in the playoffs, the emotional state of some of these players will be their downfall. Guys like Tim Morovic, um, Alpha Jallo, Tom Suosti. Laman Latika, DeMarco Artis, Marty Koss, like the, the fixtures of this team, 
they'll be fine. But those aren't yeah. the guys that are costing you the game. The guys that are costing you the game is your two corners. I ain't going to say their names. They know who they are. Your safeties. I ain't going to say their name. They know who they are. Those are the guys that are going to lose you the game. Your receivers that aren't named Jallo, those are the guys that are going to cost you the game. And those are the guys who, when you win, they're the loudest and making the most noise and doing the most celebrating. And that should tell you mm-hmm. something about your team. Your team is missing something that is very important to winning in American football. And that's a little bit of humility and understanding of your limits and I guess not your, I guess I ran out of words, but your limits and how far you can go. Like there's a limit to what you can and cannot do. And if you don't know what it is, that's not good. No matter if it's a high ceiling or a low ceiling, you need to know what you're capable of. The Royals, a lot of their key players don't know what they're capable of. So this game as a whole, I think it was a wash. Neither team showed anything to like scare anybody else in the league. But the Royals got the win, so they have a chance to make the playoffs. Let's remember mm-hmm. that. As excited as they were about winning this game, you're still only six and six. Whether you make playoffs or not, you finish six and six. That's I I don't know what that what exciting about that for anybody would be. But I, I hope that tag, I wouldn't be tagging nobody. I wouldn't be tagging nobody on Instagram if I was six and six. I, and, uh, I, but I understand. I understand why why they do it. Like you said, uh, certain teams, uh, uh, the maturity level. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it's just when you got, like you said, you got a mixture of older and younger. Um, there has to be somebody on the team that when they speaks, everybody listens. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who that is defensively wise for the Royals, um, but. They they can fight in games. They can be in games, but the lack of maturity uh, is what is what'll hurt. But that's the difference between the Roosters and the mm. Royals. Yeah, it's not so much as is the players that that's around the imports because I feel like, I mean, imports are imports. You know, Timothy yeah. Morvick can easily go play for the Butchers and I think have the same or more success than Brandon Gwinnett. Um, Ooh, it's ooh. just a fact that it's it's the it's the factor of, of I mean that's another debate, but yeah, I'm gonna say I, I think I wrote on my notes too that in this game, like I felt like one of them did better than the other, and I won't say which because I like them both, but yeah, yeah, I mean, but just the just I mean him 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 alone, uh, I I think if 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 their quarterback doesn't have the maturity level that he has, they wouldn't have the wins they do have. They he just doesn't get. Timothy yeah, is, he, he is working a lot. He does, yeah, and, and he doesn't get flustered. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a flustered quarterback. Even if the games that he threw two or three interceptions in, uh, he still maintained his presence on the field as far as his team. You know what I mean? There's times where, you 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 know, bad things happen, and your teammates looking at you to see how you react because that tells them how they're going to react. And a lot of times I've seen him uh, uh, react certain ways and, and, and it doesn't affect the offense because it's like, all right, that was me, that was me. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 make up for it the next time. But um with a little help, the Royals can be in the playoffs. But this game, this game right here was was I think the Royals were, were in control 
um, as far as like making their plays because even that defense, mm-hmm. they were making like some third down stops, like some one on one third down stops a lot. And uh, that's what you got to do if you want to, you know, you want to win games like against teams like the Butchers because the Butchers still had a pretty good game, uh, not overly exciting. Exciting. You know what? If I but, if I want to, because you you made a really good point, so I want to amend a little something mm-hmm. I said. The Royals mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure on the Butchers, and yeah. I said it earlier. Like Brandon Gwinter, he was never comfortable. A lot of those like one on one stops that you're talking about, he was throwing from weird positions. Like the butchers never really got into a rhythm, and I credit that a lot to the the Royals uh, front seven putting pressure on him when they needed to and being athletic enough because he's an mm-hmm. athletic quarterback, and they were able to to fluster him, which was really helpful for them on the back end and made things a little bit easier for those one on one situations. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off, but. No, 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 you, you right. got me thinking. You, you right. You right. But it's 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 I mean, Brandon was getting out of pocket a lot, but it but he's also good at that too. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the, the Royals put the butchers in a situation they they weren't expected to be in. And that's yeah. that was yep. not being able to give Mickey J the ball down the stretch, really, because they needed to score. Yep. That and, pressure. And then now you gotta yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta change up what you know, I think in a a fair game, I think, you know, three out of four times the Butchers might, you know, come out. I don't know. But – Oh, I think uh, if they play again, the Butchers will win. i say that right now. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen the Royals – I haven't seen the Royals defense play consistent enough to say that they would beat them again. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but when you got the that triple threat on offense and you don't come with your A game, they'll make you pay for it. And yeah. and, and they pretty much did. So, that was, that was a big win for them, though. I mean – We'll see what happens as far as their playoff chances, but they did everything almost possible to get themselves there besides win a few other games. Here we yeah. are. And, and again, kudos to the Royals for getting a win. And I feel like I went too hard on them, so let me throw this out there since I'm kind of in this mode anyways. What's going on with the Butcher's defense, man? I swear, if they don't learn how to stop somebody, because this was ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry, but – you're playing against the Royals. They have three options. You know the three options. <laughs> and you can't stop the three options. I say it every week. I literally <laughs> give them the jewels every week, man. I, I give you the jewels every they got, week. They got three guys. And Alpha has to play running back at times because they can't get the ball to them. Because they're all, their O-line really can't hold up most of the time. And that sometimes works out for Timothy Moravick because he's such an athletic quarterback. But come on, Butchers, you have to come with a better game plan than, oh, we're going to guard Alpha and that's going to stop their offense. Like they had the – was it is it Italian or French guy they brought in? Number one, is he French? I think he's French. Uh, French. For the Butchers. They brought him in and he followed Alpha and that's cool. He didn't really do anything. Alpha still routed them up most of the game, but it, it comes to the point that's not how they beat you. They didn't beat you by like throwing deep passes because that's not how they're going to beat you. And they could have though, because their receivers were still wide open. <laughs> the number 18 for the Royals was open all game. He just couldn't catch a pass to save his life. And I don't understand what the butchers are doing on their side to not fix this. Because literally them allowing other teams to score <laughs> is the only thing that stops them from being a legitimate Maple Bowl contender this season. 
is that you give up almost four or 500 yards every game, which makes your offense have to score. And we saw what happened if the offense doesn't click. The defense isn't going to bail you out. They're not going to make nope. some crazy stops. If Zach, Zach Wright wasn't able to get two pick sixes in this game. And look what happened. Look what happened. He did, he did his job, played safety. They didn't try him, which most teams shouldn't. And they still ended up beating this defense. And, that, and I feel so bad saying it because I see a lot of good parts on this defense. But when they come together as a sum, as, as a total group, it don't work for some reason. Uh, shout out to Jesse Volks and Tora in the middle because he's still demanding the double team, controlling the double team, and somehow making tackles from behind, which means whoever else is playing with him is not filling the, the gap or the hole. Because the defensive tackle should not be making tackles four or five yards down the field. Yet I still see number 55 doing this. So whenever the Butchers decide to get that defense fixed, We'll start stop calling them the Dallas Cowboys. But until then, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys took this L, and now they have to play a unnecessary game against the Crusaders. And they actually might – they can't not be the number two seed, so they still need to win it. But they might want to go into that game and get some things fixed instead of just not playing. Maple League teams are back in action on Thursday with the Roosters versus Wolverines. Friday is Crusaders versus Butchers. Then the Crocodiles and Steelers play on Saturday. Let's get a little bit of time into each one of these matchups. First game, Roosters versus Wolverines. Roosters 6-5, and five, Wolverines 0-11. Last time these two teams met was Week 3. All these matchups are Week 3 matchups, like rematches. Storyline for this one. Will the Roosters rest their starters and give the Wolverines a chance to get a win? What are your thoughts? What do you think? I don't think they're, they're going to rest all of them, but I do think uh, D-line-wise, they probably will play those guys. Linebacker, linebacker DB-wise, they got enough veterans over there that they can, they can play without having their full throttle uh, roster out there. Offensively, I know they can. Yeah. Um Offensively, I know they can. They'll try to go up early and uh, make it to where it's like kind of impossible for the Wolverines to do anything. Um, but I, 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 they're not going to rest the whole team, but I do think they'll rest some people. I mean, you could – like I wouldn't play Kittner at all, uh, even though I know I need to win. I mean, he, he could be there for emergency purposes, but I wouldn't play him at all. I let, I let, let him return. Too. Let him return and play safety. Uh, I wouldn't play him at all because <laughs> they – I ain't gonna say they wouldn't play him at all. I, I mean, uh, in certain in certain aspects of the game, yeah, he can play, but not like where he just has to be out there. The third, quarter, on third fourth downs. quarter, like, like but, he, he can do the first few series and and see if he can score. Y'all can I'm get not up playing whatever, offense. But, I want him. I plan. I want him playing safety on third down. See if he gets any more interceptions. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, it should be an easy win for the Roosters. I mean, going into the playoffs, it should be easy win. Yeah. Um, key matchup for this one, I, I went over these when I thought I was going to do this anyway. So, key matchup would be the Roosters secondary versus Kevin Adams and Will Young. And that's what it's going to come mm -hmm. down to is the Roosters secondary, it's already young. And in this game, what they're most likely going to do 
is you have guys like Oxley Olin, um, Ronta, Ronta, Quika, um, what's number 12's name? Tuka. They, yeah, they Tuka. know who they are. They they have yeah. they have a lot of like safeties and defensive backs who are veterans, as we call them, who probably don't want to play in this game. So they're gonna let their younger defensive players get into those spots. And the, the Wolverines are still gonna play Kevin Adams and Will Young. So those guys are gonna get a good like matchup from that. So it'll be interesting to see how they do against them. Because the the Roosters won't have any real need to play some of their older guys who don't want to play in this game, most likely. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, a cool thing. I think that's a good thing. I think this is one of the few situations where playing your younger players actually will give them experience because they're going to be going against good talent, but not necessarily overwhelming talent, if that makes sense. Exactly. No, no exactly. disrespect to Kevin Adams or Will Young, but – on the team that you're playing for and and you aren't neither one of those guys are like one-on-one like man beaters. They're both good route runners and they can get open. They have athleticism, but it's not like you're going up against, you know, like a six, four receiver when guys are having to play Vincent McDonald one-on-one or playing against alpha Jallo one-on-one or something like that. And a lot of times they won't be in one-on-one situations. So it's more like you get to see them in whatever coverage you're playing. So I think it's going to be a good matchup to see and get those guys some experience, and it'll give people something to look into in this game. An interesting aspect of the game that I I think this is going to be super interesting. I don't know if anyone else cares, but have the Wolverines wore those gold jerseys this season? Mm-mm. I don't think they have, and I think this is when you bring them out. Last game of the <laughs> season, haven't worn them all year. They look nice. Maybe they don't have them this year. Or maybe they don't have enough for everybody. They didn't order new ones. I don't know. But I always like their gold jerseys. I don't like the white ones. So I, I really wish that they would wear those. And an, another interesting aspect of this game that I wanted to ponder is, and I, I, close it, I pose this question to you too, Q, or anyone who's listening. Should the Helsinki Roosters get a black alternate jersey? They definitely should. I I think like something similar to like the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think that would be. I mean, just think about it. You just replace that Cardinal with a Rooster. I think that look would be nice, like an all black uni. Either. Yeah. Oh, that like I guess that's similar to Stanford's black ones, black uniforms too. Oh, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, Actually, the Florida Gators coming out with one too. I think there's a clean. black one. Yeah, For the Gators? It's clean though. Yeah, it's well, hard yeah, too. I, yeah, they're black, I guess, but oh, yeah. I like the blue and orange for that. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a t-shirt for this beautiful summer weather. Or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. And if you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. Everything you need to represent the AFF community can be found on our website at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash merch. Second game, Crusaders 4-7 and seven versus Porvoo Butchers, who are 7-4. and four. Last time these two teams played in week three, the Butchers won easily 42-21. to 
I guess the 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 real question of this game is: <laughs> Will either team even try to win? Since there's almost no purpose besides that, yeah, to get to yeah. home game. I can guarantee you, UNC gonna try to win. Why? You you can guarantee it. Uh, just with the roster they got, I don't, I, I don't even see Seth not running the way he runs. Oh, he's he's gonna get he got to get like two hundred and fifty or two hundred and sixty yards, so he has twenty five hundred. He got to stat up yeah. anyways. Yeah, I don't see him. Uh, I I don't see RJ. Uh, I don't see the butchers. I don't think the butchers have the depth to rest anybody on defense. Mm. I don't think You're they right. really have the depth like that. So. Um, if they do try to change they, and say this they game put don't in some matter, players last week, I think. Well, yeah, I'm just saying if, if you do, I wouldn't want to do it against when I know I'm playing against Sid and RJ and True. Seth. That's one of the things they, they, they can look, they can get out of hand real quick. And um, yeah, you just don't want to take any losses if you don't have to. But I think the butchers aren't aren't in a place where they can rest right now. Um, yeah. Not after taking this taking this loss, I just don't think they. I think they should just go on with it. Like they got to play everybody, even if it's not for the whole game. They got to at least play them enough to like, because your next game is going to be a crucial one. And uh, if it, if the things fall out the way that's falling out, you know what I'm saying. Your next game going to be crucial. So you need to to treat RJ to treat said them like it's Kittner. You know what, what I mean. What's it? What's interesting is like like you said, like their next game is what we're thinking is they're probably going to have to play the the Roosters. And this game is going to kind of be more like what they just played, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Not exactly, but, you know, their offense has, you know, three players. <laughs> they have yeah. a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, defensively, they're, you know, beatable, easily beatable. And there's not a lot they can do, but they do have, you know, R.J. Roman at safety, similar to what the Royals have with, with Alpha. So for the butchers, I would say in this game, maybe you're not gonna go full tilt. You're first of all, you don't want to show too much because everybody's getting ready for playoffs. Mm. So this last mm. week, you don't want to put in anything that people haven't seen because that just adds to the film. So anything that you have, you know, new, obviously you're probably keeping close to the vest for the playoffs. But also for the butchers, I would try to work on what went wrong against the Royals. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. they're probably watching film obviously better than what I see from me watching it on Rutu, but they're gonna be able to see certain things and be like, we can get that fixed this week. They run something similar or they have a similar they'll be in a similar situation. We can get that fixed. <laughs> the butchers yeah. do that, they're fine. Just fix a couple things. Seth is still gonna get damn near 300 all purpose yards. There's nothing you can do about that. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Both teams get over 20, 30 points apiece. You win by a touchdown or two. That's cool. That's really all you can expect from it. Mm-hmm. I think in this game, I wrote for a key matchup. <clears throat> Looking at the Crusaders' depth, like who is even left on that team, all the Spanish guys might have went home by now. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with them. They had a, a bye <laughs> week. They might have been like, hey, I'm I'm good. I'm going back to Spain play flag football or something. Who knows? But the Crusaders' death versus the Butchers' backups. I do think if the Butchers get ahead, they're going to try to start, like, resting players. If they can. 
And that's why I say the Butcher's backup, because if they can't rest players, it gets into that situation of now you're risking injury in a game that doesn't matter. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they try to, like, balance either putting in backups or just resting who is already there. Flag football in Finland. Yes, the annual AFF Turkey Bowl flag football tournament is back for the fourth consecutive year. This year's 5-on-5 flag football tournament will be held on November 11th at Mukala Sports Hall in Lati. Men's and women's teams are invited to play in a fun and competitive environment with bragging rights on the line. Registration is open until September 1st, so sign your squad up today. Registration can be completed at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash turkey dash bowl. So last game of the weekend, the Crocodiles are nine and two and the Steelers are six and five. Uh, last time these two teams met, Crocs got the win 24-14, convincing fashion week three. I think this is pretty simple. The Steelers need to win to make the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. The Crocs can let them win and keep the Royals out of the playoffs. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> this is one of those games where I think you got to tell me how you really feel, Crocodiles. Like, <laughs> in theory, what we've been told is, you know, Vasa, Sinayoki, rivalry. Quote, unquote. I know this isn't video, but I'm using quotations. It's a rivalry in quotations. If it's really a rivalry, you lose this game. <laughs> and say, Royals, you don't get to go to the playoffs. Like that That's rivalry, in my opinion. That's a, a huge FU finger in your face to the Royals if the Crocodiles are really about that life. I don't know if they're really about that life. I, I don't I I I, I want to say they're about their life, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they're about their life? I don't I don't know. Ooh. I don't know how to feel because I feel like as a sport, obviously you want to play, but also you got to do what's best for you know your situation. Yeah, I think you. No matter what, what a croc see that now they're number one. Uh, whatever. Whatever you, um, whatever you foresee in your future as far as happening that hasn't happened, this last game is not the time to try to yeah. make it work. Manipulate uh, it. Okay. So you, yeah, so you know who your team is already at this point. Um, so you have nothing else to show. Um, the only thing you want to do is just get to the playoffs healthy, and uh, and then go from there. So I think you come up with a way to. Maintain through this game, be okay with it if you lose, and pretty much look. This is okay to look forward to the next game. This is the only time I would say it's okay to look forward to the next game because you're going to see them. You're going to see the team that you already expected to see. So, um, I would, I mean, at the end of the day, if I can make my chances of getting to the championship an easier road, then I'm going to take that route. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take that route. So um I think I think they should rest. Um uh, Powell. Um I think you gotta just take this game as, as how it comes, but don't really put too much into it. 
Um, because at the end of the day, you're in the top spot. You want to play the the I want the easiest punt. I don't care if anybody like we'll play anybody. You know how people That's we'll bull. play anybody. You, yeah, you take nah, the route you can get there, man. Yeah, you take nothing's you take guaranteed in football. Nothing, nothing. So you take that route, um, and, and go with it. Because I, I mean, that's what I would do. I go, I, I, I do the exact that. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a crucial one. One team needed more than other. This, this is how I'm gonna, yeah. This is how I'm gonna know what the Crocs are doing. If I see number twenty one Hecky Toivola playing quarterback, I know what the plan is. Now, if Zach Whitehead come out there, maybe they plan on you know getting the dub. But if they sit that quarterback, that's when you know they're serious about the playoffs. Is all they're worried about. Uh, in this game, a key matchup I think that would be interesting for people to watch is the quarterback from the Steelers, Ambro or Hansen versus the crocodile secondary slash coverage. You know, their linebackers get into the coverage as well. This is going to be one of those games where I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to like run the ball against the crocodiles. Even if the crocodiles aren't, I mean, first of all, they're going to play their starters on defensive line. There's, there's too many guys. They still need stats. Like, they're going to play. They're, they're not mm-hmm. going to not play those guys. And then their linebacking core, I also think they'll they'll play them as well. I don't think they have a lot behind them. So I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to just run the ball, which means you're going to put it in Ambrose's hands. And we're going to see what happens. Yeah. But we, we just saw last week, Crocodile's secondary is it, malleable. It's beatable. Um, there's situations that they can be had in. The IQ of the defense as a whole back there, not as high as you would hope or expect. Maybe after listening to this podcast, they can stop the smash concept. But <laughs> like, that's the, that's the only thing I would hope that they definitely don't get beat on in this game. But I do think like watching – and again, this might or might not be Ambrose's last game as the starting quarterback for the Steelers this year, I guess. I mean, I don't know what the future holds for him and the Steelers, but it'd be a good way for, for the Steelers. You want to go out on a good note or at least, you know, make that playoff push. Like this is the game you have to do it. You kind of got to put it all on line anyway. So they need to do everything they can do to win. I think if I was the Steelers, I would find, and I don't know if this is popular opinion or not, I would find a way to make sure Isaac Marshall is involved. The number 86 to play running back and receiver. Oh, yeah. he. Yeah. I mean, he's sneakily, like, one of the most effective, like, ball carriers they have. But when, whenever, you know, Tuka Lettinen and Lee Anthony Reasonover came back, they kind of phased him out of the run game. And when he does come in every once in a while, he's still very effective. And I think they should mm-hmm. probably find more ways to get him the ball. He's a great ball carrier. He's naturally a running back, not a receiver. And you can tell by the way he plays. And I think that getting him the ball would probably help Ambro because he can get the ball closer, excuse me, closer to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. which gives you less room for error when you give a receiver the ball closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, last interesting thing about this game is this is the last game of the regular Maple League season, and it probably has the biggest 
playoff impact, like the biggest swing, because it can it can change the whole dynamics of what the playoffs look like by what happens in this game. It it can knock a team out of the playoffs, or it could make a team go up. And depending on what happens earlier, in theory, the Steelers could you know bump themselves into the third place and by winning this game. If the Roosters were to lose to the Wolverines, in theory, it that is the implication. But also, there's a team that has finished playing their entire season, and their season hinges on the Steelers losing this game to their rivals. So mm-hmm. we're we're not talking about the Royals, but we're talking about the Royals because of this game. I would I wouldn't have picked this to be the way that I draw up the. Um, what is it, the schedule? But I like the way it worked out. I do like the mm. way things came down to a head at the end of the season. So this is this is going to be a very interesting game and very good way to end the regular season 2023 in the Maple Leaf. Do you love football? Do you enjoy the AFL podcast? Well, we need your help to keep this party going. If you think you can be an asset to our team, please contact us immediately about joining the AFF squad. Email all inquiries to American Football in Finland at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. All right, so let's get to the the weekend picks. And right now, our pick them. Ooh, with one week left, tied for first terrible. place at 28 and 8. Spencer Cutlin and Coach Q. Man, I could I, I should have been first. Should have been t- first. Y'all tied. You got one week wow. of picks. I, I don't yeah. know if we go we I guess we do playoffs too, but I mean yeah. I never remember who wins, but y'all are tied in first. Uh in third is Chris Green at 26 and 10. Fourth, Finland Swami, 25 and 8. Tied with Coach Mike, who's also 25 and 8. And then in sixth is Alex Malchoy at 24 and 9. Perfect purpose in seventh at 24 and 4, 24 and 12. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 24 and 12 is still 67. percent I mean, I'm, I'm two out of three. That's that's because you was picking the, the dynasty to win all them games, and they they hurt you. Hey man, look <laughs> in the middle of the picks. I'm just gonna say the the Steelers won one game without Lee Anthony reason over. How the okay? I ain't gonna talk about it no more. In eighth, <laughs> Andy B at 18 and nine. And tied for ninth is Jamal Clay, Jabari Harris, 18 and 12. The pick them is tough because honestly, sometimes I make my picks on who I believe in my heart is going to win. And then sometimes I make my picks on don't be stupid, pick the team that's yeah. supposed to win. And then they t- yeah. end up losing. I lost two games this week that, I mean, I, I'm glad that the Royals beat the Butchers because I'd rather see the Royals in the playoffs than the Steelers. Like, that's just how I feel about it. But I wasn't going to pick the Royals. Yeah. Like, I'm not – I'm just not going to do that. And then with the Crocs and Roosters, well, look, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'll be honest. I did not know they were going to go out there and slap them across the face. That's what's hard about picking. That's why it's not easy. And so right now we'll pick these – this last – pick them with 2023 regular season and uh we'll go over each one of these games and pick make our picks and why first game roosters versus wolverines who you got 
I don't really need the why. Roosters. <laughs> I will also go Roosters. Let me write this thing down. Second game, we have Crusaders and Butchers. Who you got and why? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm going Crusaders because I think maybe the Butchers will sit this one out. I'm I'm also going to go Crusaders. I, I agree with you, though, too. I think that as much as we want the Butchers to, like, play it tough, they don't have to, and they probably won't. And the and Crusaders, whoever, whoever actually shows up is going to want to play. That's for sure. Last game, Crocs and Steelers. What are you thinking here? And this this is one of them picks that, like, who knows what's going to happen because of the implications. I'm going Crocs think? either way. I ain't picking the Steelers to win nothing. No more. <laughs> I'm going Crocs. I'm 100% behind you. I'm going with the Crocs. <laughs> uh, I feel bad that the Steelers aren't the Steelers that we wanted them to be this season, but, you know, it is what it is. Still, I mean, at least they didn't go, you know, like, I'm not going to talk no crap about no other teams, man. Those are our picks. That's good. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we get out of here, Q? No, no, man. We finally up to the last week, boy. It seemed like it come fast and it came around fast, and now we we, we getting down to the nitty-gritty, man. Last week of the season. We finally here, baby. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I'm burnt out, guys. Uh, we need to hurry up and get to these playoffs. Got two mm-hmm. more weeks after this, and let's let's get into it. If you enjoy the show, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, catch us on YouTube. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. We gone. And we gone. We out of there. American football in Finland. Attention business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you ready to connect with passionate American football enthusiasts in Finland? Look no further than the American football in Finland podcast with over 1000 dedicated subscribers and an impressive 20,000 downloads, your message can reach a captive audience eager for your products or services. Take advantage of over 10,000 monthly social media impressions to boost your brand's visibility. Imagine the impact of your message resonating with this engaged community. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to increase brand awareness, drive traffic, and grow your business. Contact us today to secure your exclusive ad spot on the American Football in Finland podcast. Get ready to score big with your target audience.